for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production and please subscribe. Thanks. Okay, hi and welcome to this Arrow Bandwidth and uh, as always, joined by my co-host, We're back. Holmes. Good morning, right? good afternoon, good evening, and welcome. Welcome. But we've also got a special guest. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Morning, my name's Ian Turl, I'm from Mojo Networks. Um, I'm a sales engineer. So can, we just get the, well, can we just get the obvious joke out of the way first? Go for it. We found our mojo. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, yeah. Um, excuse me, producer Hannah, could you please put some, uh, what do you call them, the old whole Hable sort of... diddly diddly. Yeah. Boom <laughs> boom. Yeah. Sorry. 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 So, come on. So, what is Mojo Networks? Here? So, Mojo Networks is a scalable, massively scalable Wi Fi solution that provides intelligence to the user and the, 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 the engineer or partner that's trying to troubleshoot it. Yeah. So, if we look at Wi Fi from a, from, and it's legacy, oh, I'm sorry to say this, but if we look at all the other Wi Fi manufacturers, they all do the same thing. We all build the same APs, we all have the same chipsets. Actually, our AP's got a little bit more memory, a little bit more processing, but that's to help with the cognitive Wi-Fi. The intelligence to look at a Wi-Fi network and build out over a year or a week or six months, big data and analytics of what's going on with the Wi-Fi. So, just to jump in before you yeah. continue, Ian, I'm back in the day, and I've been in, I've been in the channel <clears throat> 16 years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a very easy. Doesn't look it. Ah, oh, thank you. I had a very easy paper round. Um, but back when I first started, I was a, I was a product manager on a, um, on a networking team, and and I remember back in the day. Like I said, I'm about 16 years, so, yeah, about just after Y2K and the likes. And you know, I remember getting our first earpiece from a network <laughs> vendor who shall remain nameless. Very small, very European. They were, and. You know what? When getting ready for for this podcast and sitting down with yourself and kind of you know looking at Mojo Networks, yeah, the messaging, the the products, the the proposition that you guys have is is so kind of far away from what mm. I would have expected. Totally. Yeah, you, you talk about cognitive, you talk about big data, and ultimately, you know, when I look at you as a vendor, it's like, oh, hang on a minute. This is wireless technology. Why, why, why am I talking cognitive? Why, why are you talking big data? So, I mean, hopefully over the course of the next yeah, 20 minutes or so with yeah. this podcast, yeah, we'll, we'll delve into some of that. But um, a bit of background as to who you guys are as, 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 a, as a vendor, how long you've been around, and, and really, if we can start delving into some of that messaging of that course. looks to me from where I'm sat being pretty unique to you guys. It is very unique. So if we if we take a step back in time, we go back in history. Mojo Networks is what you would call an old startup. Because actually we've only been around as Mojo Networks for about two years, three years. Okay. Before that we were called Airtight. I remember Airtight. So we were high-end security we would do overlay networks. So Cisco or Rux would put in a Wi-Fi network, then we would put in our sensors that would protect the network from a security perspective, a wireless intrusion perspective. perspective. You're never gonna make a lot of money selling a lot of those things because (laughs) there's, you know, you sell 200 APs in a building, you might only sell 
10 rips uh, uh, solution. So what I examined was the business looked at it and realized that actually we can make APs as well as anybody else. But if we take our security intelligence and drop that into the AP, we actually have a really strong security perspective without having to add in any other overlay solution. Bake it into the actual AP. Totally. So if we look at our latest APs, and as I said, we do the same APs as everyone else, but we actually have a third radio in there. Okay. So we have the standard 2.4, we have standard 5 gig, and we have a third radio that actually does 24 by 7, 365 whips. So there was a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, time flies. In October, <laughs> we, there was a WPA crack that came out that affected the whole of the wireless industry. Every manufacturer knew about it because they were ethical hackers. Mm -hmm. Out of the 10 issues, only one of them was actually related to the AP. All the others were on the client side, on the laptop. Yeah. Oh. So that's really difficult to protect against Yeah. if you're anyone else. But from Mojo, it's actually the biggest thing in my eyes. It did us a massive favor. It actually, it's proved that we do what we do well because we were all, all the customers that already had the three radio APs, they were already protected. They were already mitigating that client attack because if we see a client doing specific things, we can actually auto-quarantine or blacklist that client or deny them from allowing to be on the network. Wow. So we protect them from a really high level from the security, which is great. That's all included. That's all in the box. Because all included. That feature, that, that exists today, but I mean, it, it's, it involves incorporating sort of fine networking or some very intelligent networking, yep. um, you know, products for monitoring traffic and user logs and all this sort of stuff. It's a three, four, five bit solution. Totally. Um, probably from different vendors. Very, yeah. Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. Very complex, very hard to get started with. Very expensive, but you're saying that's that's. It's you actually guys... it's it's in the box as such. Wow. So if you buy any one of our three radio APs from day one, you have a full blown twenty four by seven three six five whips. I keep saying twenty four by seven three six five whips because all the other manufacturers have to go offline, and they listen for a hundred milliseconds, and then they carry on service to clients. Well, that's disruptive to clients, yeah. but also you're only looking at that channel for a hundred milliseconds. Whereas in our case, you're actually looking at the Wi-Fi continuously. Um, so what's actually that's done for us is we looked at the third radio and go, what else can we do with that third radio? Yeah. So we built intelligence in there where we turn it into a client. So it acts like a laptop and it will go off on an automated basis at a specific time of day and test all the other APs around it. Wow. So now we're not just using that third radio for security, we're actually building intelligence back into the radio to be reactive instead of proactive. So from a customer's perspective, I've put a load of APs into a bank, a school, wherever, mm -hmm. and I put a report out every morning at 5 a.m. It goes off, it tests all the APs. So essentially you're interrogating your own APs. You're, yes. you're saying, uh, I'm assuming that's to stop rogue APs being sprung up overnight or, or is that... No, no, that's to test. So from our security side... We have patented technology that allows us to protect and block anyway yeah, the rogue yeah. APs. So if someone comes in and plugs a rogue AP in, we see on the wired side and we could denial of service on the on the radio and we could do a poison up on the switch port. Blimey. So we can stop clients getting in from that. But what we've done with the client side is I need to prove that the, the network does what it says. Yeah. 
Because the most important thing is the laptop or the phone or yeah, the device. And if it doesn't respond in the way that a client should respond, then I have a problem with that access point. Yeah. So imagine this. I do this report every morning, and I realize that I have two APs that have failed on the network. Mm-hmm. Before my customers even realize there's a problem, I have an engineer standing outside with an AP to replace it. Wow. That's pretty impressive. That's really cool because we're just doing that from the AP level. So that's literally all just built into the box, all built into the solution in. from day one. All part of the solution. So this is where you talk about this this multifunctional third radio piece. Totally. So, so there's some other elements to this with it being multifunctional. Do you mind? No, of course not. About that. Yeah. So we've got the integrity of our network now. So we've built. So we've used the same APs as everyone else, but we've put the third radio in there to protect yeah. the security of the network, but also we're protecting the security of the clients. Yeah. So you can imagine if you were a service provider in a cafe, you're actually protecting the clients from being attacking each other. Okay, so we've built that security and we've built rogue access point detection. We've built the capability to test the network from a association, authentication, DHCP, DNS. And as well, if you look at it from a Wi-Fi perspective, Wi-Fi always gets the blame. It's always the Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I just want to jump in here now. This yep. is a shout-out to to a podcast series that I follow, um, and it's by it's by McAfee, so apologies, Mojo. McAfee run a, po- um, a podcast series called Hackables. There is one episode where they talk about specifically what you talk, what you're mentioning here, Ian, and they give an example of hacking into public Wi-Fi network in a coffee shop. Mm. So to get a real example of of where where Mojo ad- have the ability to address that type of scenario. Look out for that. We'll see if we can include a link to the podcast in, in the show notes with this. But, yeah, I think that's, for me, as soon as you start talking about this, this is this is like fundamentally a massive headache that we're clearing away from, from any organisation, whether it be in somewhere like retail or, or public sector, anybody who's opening up an element of their, their wireless connectivity to guests mm. and the public, whether it be business visitors, whether it be end clients, yeah, you're addressing a fundamental risk of anybody who's running totally a wireless network. Mm. The, what, wireless is a great tool. Mm. You know, if, you, my kids, if I turn the Wi-Fi off, there's toys coming out of pram immediately. But it's if we look, <laughs> but if we look at it from a business perspective, if a store runs its PCI terminals, its credit card terminals. On Wi-Fi, it cannot work. They've got to be secured. Yeah. So now I have to secure the network. Secure it on a Wi-Fi network is critical. But protecting it from a, a, a layer one level of yeah. stopping you guys from actually getting on the Wi-Fi and doing naughty things, we can do that. Mm. So where we so we've got the security, we've got the capability to test the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is is uh, I've said it before, critical, but. If, if you've ever had customers that run voice over Wi-Fi, mm. before I ever started doing um, doing work with Mojo, if a customer said to me, I want to do voice over Wi-Fi, yeah. I would run away scared because it's really complex and it's very, very difficult to troubleshoot. Right. Because the problem is, how do you know the Wi-Fi is working? <laughs> how do you know the Wi-Fi is doing what it says it does? Yeah. Because it's always the Wi-Fi. It's not the DNS or a DHCP router. And the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of things that aren't Wi-Fi, but it's always the Wi-Fi that doesn't work. Right. So what we do as well is that test we do with the third radio, mm-hmm. we actually do a voice test. 
Ooh. And we will give a mod score back to a customer that's using our voice over Wi-Fi testing. Blimey. So now we're testing not just the laptop, the client connectivity, the device connectivity. We're testing the voice connectivity as well. So you really do a full, and you're doing this every single day. So this is something a test. This is the sort of test that an organization probably do once a year when they had a health check, right? Totally. When they got a company in to do one of those traditional old health checks of their wireless network. Mm -hmm. And then they'd be told everything's good or, or actually everything's been a complete disaster well, for ages. Depending on the day. But it's at that yeah. moment in time, that split second in time, as I walk past that room, the Wi-Fi could be good as gold. Yeah. And then they turn the microwave up them. Or the baby sender or the video sender. Yeah. And the degradation of performance just falls through the floor. Of course. That's, uh, I'm assuming, you know, that because you are constantly tracking and monitoring it, you can clearly correlate poor performance to events during a day. As you say, microwave being turned on. At lunchtime, the Wi-Fi might drop to, to its knees because actually you've got loads of people streaming Netflix as they watch on their lunch breaks and consuming all the bandwidth. It's nothing to do with the Wi-Fi, but you can immediately understand what the problem is. It could be, as you say, someone could be walking past and turning on a microwave that happens to be in completely the wrong place. There's a thousand reasons, but it's it's great to know that that that's actually something that you guys have seen as, as an opportunity, as a differentiator. The great yeah. thing about that, you picked up on cognitive Wi-Fi, and at the mm. moment in time, we only really have historical data for seven days from a client perspective. But one of the things that we're going to do, and this is where we're talking big data, and this is there, it's actually happening, it got released in January. We're going to do a year's worth of data. Because now I can analyze the network fully. I can see where issues are occurring. On our, on our floor maps, we're going to have the capability that if we keep seeing issues in the corner of the building, it will go red or it will highlight to you there's a problem. Wow. From historical data, <clears throat> big data, watching the clients connected to the network, low RSSI, low throughput, high retries. We're now giving people the insight into the Wi-Fi network that no one else does. So, obviously, we, we've got quite a few um, big data solutions on our mm. books today. They're quite complex, difficult to manage, difficult to, to scale. How are you guys going to actually do your big data stuff? So, we will basically take care of everything ourselves. So, it all goes off to your it's cloud? It all goes off to our cloud. So, when, as a user, I've not got to do anything. No. I've just this, got to use it. You've just got to set up what you want to do. You work with us. You work with our. You work with your, your partner, partner, and and you get that up, running, working. Wow! It's simple. With Mojo Networks is being disruptive within the Wi-Fi marketplace. Yeah. Because we're doing things that you know a lot of other manufacturers will tell you that there's there's been a, an authentication failure. Well, actually, I'll tell you whether it's a radius failure, it's an epoch failure, it's a radius timeout, or it's a, a pre-shared key issue. One of the problems with Wi-Fi is this, and I've done this in the past. I get a phone call, I get, uh, uh, I need you to go to site right now. I've got a guy, it's not working, it's the end of the world, he's the headmaster, he's going to pull the network out. And you go, yes, boss, I'll go now. He doesn't actually realize that you're on another customer site trying to help a customer at the same time. Yep. Because we do work really hard and, you know, we, we multitask. So I get in my car and I drive two and a half hours from Borenwood to North London. This is a true story, by the way. Borenwood to Dover. <laughs> I walk into the customer site. I retype in the pre-shared key and I leave 32 seconds later. <laughs> wow. On our system, I can tell you he's typed in the wrong password. 
because it tells you that this person incorrect is, is, psk it will tell you that no more wasting time doing this type of thing wow. i can turn the third radio into a spectrum analyzer so if we look at one of our competitors they they say you could buy extra modules that you plug into the ap's yeah and they're, they're really expensive we don't do that there you go it's free Wow. The solution. It's the benefit of a platform approach, right? We it's just switch on a function. Totally. And that's where we're going. We're, we're building a foundation of our solution, some of our features at this moment. So, so, for example, we're testing the applications on the network. So I can set up a report to go off and I can test the network. I can test the voice over Wi-Fi. Um, and I can test the response to a 365 server or a Salesforce server. Or in some cases, a SIM server wow. in a school. We're testing the application. So you're actually doing, so you've, you've gone away from just being seen as a wireless AP. Totally. And you're turning yourselves into essentially the network performance monitoring tool for the entire world. Because as you say, you are the glue that basically connects every endpoint, bar maybe a couple of desktops in a classroom or desktops in an organization, to all the critical business applications that sit not obviously, not just in the data center, but obviously in the cloud, delivered as SaaS, delivered as wherever. So you can literally turn around and say, actually, the problem is specifically in this bit. It's nothing to do with Wi-Fi because, as you say, Wi-Fi always gets blamed. So I'm smiling because yeah, I'm just looking at some of the notes I made. And the zone analytics piece, I thought that was clever because, um, again, I'm basing it on experience from a long time ago. Um the engagement analytics piece. The so, guest analytics, yep. Yeah, I integration with social networks. Yep. You tell us a little bit about that. So Mojo Networks has the capability to have uh, captive portals built into our system. Right. So you can actually go to a, a car dealership. So you sell Fords. So there you go. We'll build your captive portal on the system where marketing can be involved. Mm-hmm. And they can log in using uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, I think we've even got WeChat on there, um, which is a Chinese one. We're looking at a lot of, you know, we look at, because we're a multinational company. Mm -hmm. Um, That analytics, we can tie back to users on a dwell time basis, how long they've been spending in a store in a specific area. We can actually give um, analytics over a whole year where we can see, not necessarily a flow currently, Mm -hmm. but I can see from a cafe perspective people sit at a table for 25 minutes. Well, actually, I want them to sit there for another hour because I want them to buy more food. All right, And we can flow things. We can see where people are because we, we see what APs they're connecting to. Yeah. And again, it's all part of the system. There's no extra licensing for that. Wow. So literally, if you... I mean, I can immediately see where this could be valuable in cafe situation and in, in many different retail experiences where essentially you're saying, how, you know, let's roll out an experiment where we offer a discount or something else or something else. Did that have an impact? How do we determine whether or not it had an impact? The amount of time people were connected to the Wi-Fi and sat there and dwelled and, and, and actually were in our situation for. And, and as well, if, if let's say, for example, it's a cafe and I put a special up there on bacon and brie sandwiches and I see the number of bacon and brie sandwiches go through a, an increase on that day, then I know that as well because I'm tying that back to my to my yeah. my till system, my management system. So really, I must admit, it, it takes Wi-Fi from something that, to be quite frank, has been always seen as a commodity connectivity technology to actually something that that's fundamentally 
transformational inside of an organisation. So this is the thing for me. This leads me on to my next my next question. What type of partners does Mojo tend to attract? Because this is more for me. This is either a massive differentiator for a traditional networking yep. partner looking looking at pivoting and looking at delivering new value. But then also, if I look at some of the integration type partners, this is this is fundamentally a way of of harnessing big data. Yep. And it's it's fundamentally a way of securing and and delivering value to existing clients that are probably struggling with some of the basics around just maintaining the service delivery of Wi-Fi to to their internal and external customers. Totally. Okay, so we have an open API, which allows us to work with really big systems integrators. So Mm. in the US, we have a a, a company that uses called Comcast. They don't actually use our front end because Mm. they have their own API. They build their own what because they want to get specific information from it. Yeah. So they don't care about association statistics. They might want X, Y, and Z. Mm. So we have the larger companies, but then we have the smaller type of partners that they do Wi-Fi. They feel the pain of Wi-Fi because you get the phone call. The Wi-Fi isn't working. The Wi-Fi isn't working. It's broken again. Yeah. It's not necessarily the Wi-Fi, and it's very difficult to have the tools Mm. to do that. So from a small partner perspective, we make their life easier because we're giving them the answer to fix the Wi-Fi. So in our solution, we give them 24 by 7, 365 support as well on the back end, all on the same license, which basically means that if they don't know the problem, go and call our support desk. And I'm not being funny when I say this. We all hear the same stories of our support is the best in the world. Go try it because our guys are really annoying. They will ring you afterwards and chase you down to see if it's fixed the problem. Good. Okay, so they're, they're proactive as well from a support yeah. desk. Um so we will look at any size of partners. Mm. And some of the companies that are actually talking to us at the moment are really scary because um, we go, really, you want to talk to us? Okay, we'll go and talk to you. Um, one of our largest sites in the world is a company called Reliance Geo in India. It has 110,000 access points on a single instance and does over a terabyte's worth of data a day through the Wi-Fi infrastructure. So we can look at the big players mm-hmm. or we can work on the little players. We, we'll work with any partner because we're making Wi-Fi intelligent now. So going back into some more technical elements of the, of the solution, yeah, almost um, all big scalable enterprise Wi-Fi systems need on-premise systems and solutions. Now, we've spoken about the data solution, the big data solutions off-prem. Yep. You know, a lot of the testing is done in the box and then sent off-prem. So obviously I'm assuming that the controller, the access or the, the Wi-Fi controller systems are on-prem and they're an extra overhead and you've got to scale them and not, have- not at all. So so the way we do our the way we do our control and management is our management is always in the cloud. Yeah. Our control plane, you know, so if an AP is talking to an AP and there's a client associated with AP one mm-hmm. and he's got to run to AP two, the APs talk to each other. So everything's inside that box. The, all in the AP. That's why we have more memory, more processing power. So when I bolt something, so when I bolt it to the ceiling, my setup is as simple as pointing, giving it a an IP address on my network yep. and saying, go find the internet, 
and go find yep. your associated infrastructure. You and take it will care download of everything else. Yep. That's very everything. We also we all we always do, we also do automated packet capture. So mm. I'm I'm a client. I'm in I'm in the London office today, and yep. the Wi-Fi is rubbish. I then come to Harrogate, and I go and see the IT guy, and I go, the Wi-Fi down in London's awful. And he goes, well, why didn't you bring me while you were down there? Because I can't fix the problem because you're here in Harrogate. Yeah. Well, actually, with our system, what you could do is you could type in his MAC address, and we will give you seven days of backwards data where there's been a failure. Wow. And we will show you where the client has failed on the network historically. So I can uninstall Wireshark then? Totally. <laughs> because actually, we've got PCAP built into our system. Blimey. So you really have got we've, proper stuff. We've, we've taken the system to go, we use something called Mojo Packets, mm -hmm. which is actually a GUI, uh, a web-based interface uh, for PCAP. So we use PCAP as our underlying technology to capture. But mm -hmm. actually, we take it apart and we will show you in a GUI instance where the failure has happened. So instead of having to trawl through all of those thousands yeah. of packets oh, and then drill down deep, we actually go, there's a square there, it's a red one, it's broken, and that's the reason why it's broken. I've broken that down in a simplistic term. No, but, but it's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, that's incredibly impressive. So what, what is the downside then? Oh, God, I thought you were going to ask how much it was. You sold to do, it. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, at this moment in time, and I'm not just saying this because I work for Mojo. No. The, the only downside is we need more people to help us with our with our getting our name out there and, mm. and spreading the story because we're not well well enough known. What, what I love about this technology, if I'm if I'm if, we're, if I'm summing up to some degree, is that it's not. So we've got Wi-Fi partners, yep. and they're dedicated to Wi-Fi, and they get Wi-Fi, and Wi-Fi is Wi-Fi is their world. But you don't actually have to be a dedicated Wi-Fi partner to work with Mojo, because actually you can go and sell a you can go and talk at a very business strategic level. And then fix the problem with with Wi-Fi, but because you take care of so much of the infrastructure, there is no you know, dedicated controllers or virtual machines or anything like that on prem. Mm -hmm. So as as a partner, I'm assuming it's a lot lower barrier to get started than with traditional Wi-Fi implementations. Literally, you could buy an AB, you buy a license, one, three, five years. It comes with all the bells and the whistles, the mm -hmm. captive port, all the troubleshooting. And what we'll do as well, when you log onto that dashboard, we will give you a Mojo training course. Right. So actually, so I was yeah, I was I was going to ask this. So you know, if anybody's interested in becoming a Mojo partner, you know, what 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 so sort you, of programs and benefits do you guys have? So at this moment in time, we have a, a Mojo partner, a Mojo partner portal. The mm -hmm. customer will log on there, yep. fill out the information, and and, and and we will go from there. Um, we do online training. Uh, we work very closely with Arrow to do training with um, one of your fantastic guys, Richard Shelford, who does a lot of training for oh, us. Oh, I love Shelford. He's just so clever. Good old Shelley. <laughs> um, but he's doing a fantastic job of training and helping us educate our partners. Yeah, yeah. Um, so working closely, very closely with distribution on that. Brilliant. Um, we don't have tiered layers at the moment because we're not big enough. No. We have a, you're a partner and welcome to the fold and we'll show you love and we'll hold you and, and educate you. Um, it'll get to the point when we get bigger, it'll probably silver, gold. Of course, but yeah. We've got that partner program there to try and help and move things forward. But it's great to know that you're actually taking a very pragmatic approach to building the partner base and to doing this because so many vendors run before they can even really stand up oh. and, and go to these very complex models. But at the end of the day, I love the way you like you can come and, and you know we'll give you some love and 
and the fact that you're training and the fact that you're doing all these things. And as I say, it, you don't have to be a dedicated Wi-Fi partner who's done Wi-Fi all their lives and to actually start to utilize this technology in the solutions and the outcomes you're delivering to your customers because it is so low touch, yep. it is so low overhead and, and you know the ability to fast start seems seems there. So one, one last one last question there. So with all with all the good stuff with Mojo Cloud, with the cognitive and the service element yep. piece and being able to switch on services, you effectively are delivering Wi Fi as a service. So yes. you're turning Wi Fi instead of being into a physical infrastructure install and a one time project cost. Really, the benefit for the partner, and I'm assuming for the end client as well, is you've effectively got an annuity business. You're creating an annuity model out of, of wireless. Is that, in theory, is that fair you to could say? Look at it that way, yeah. I mean, please don't say I'm not a commercial guy, but in theory, yes. And so, I'm, I'm not so either. I'll, so I'll we, just, we might be making promises we yeah, can't commit. Exactly. Oh. But from what you're saying, yes, fairly, it's, it, it turns into an annuity. An annuity. 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 There you go. Sorry. Big words. You're yeah. welcome. Um, <laughs> It's it, we're trying to do that model of offering a service. Yes. The Wi-Fi. Wi I'm sorry, I've repeated it again, but Wi-Fi is not about the APs anymore. No. It's about what I can do with that service. It's what I can do with the Wi-Fi. It's whether I can prove the Wi-Fi does what it says on the tin, mm -hmm. and whether my clients are happy. Yep. Because if I'm sitting in a, a, a bar and I can't get on the Wi-Fi, or I'm sitting in a hotel, and I can't work. That hotel gets a bad review under TripAdvisor. Yeah, you could be you you could not be more right. If you could be sitting in the nicest room, but if you can't get on the Wi-Fi or the connectivity is terrible, it keeps dropping out. Yep, I could not agree more. Awesome. And on that bombshell. Hey, that's been fascinating. Ian, yeah. thank you very much thank for coming in. Thank you so much for coming no, in. It's been thank you very really, much. really fascinating. And uh, and I must admit, with all due respect, Ian, a lot more interesting than I thought it's going to be. And I'm, I'm sure our listeners will agree that Wi-Fi is one of those topics that. Could have taken a very a, a turn for the worst as far as <laughs> as far as the interest level, but that was fascinating. So thank you very much. Yeah. Really appreciate it. And I think if anybody's interested, wants to know more, um, there'll be some show notes with this yeah, podcast. Shows, yeah. uh, Reach out to the Arrow team. Yeah, or definitely. Might I also suggest join Mojo Force? Oh, totally. Yes, thanks. Awesome. Brilliant. Right. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers. Guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Bye.